Gaming Casual, the gaming podcast where we talk about games casually. I'm your host, Sedge, and I'm joined by my co-host, Control Freak, this week. And folks. And Lightsaber Ninja. What's up? And Twilight. Hey. And we're here to talk about games and stuff, so let's get right to it, because we've played a lot of new shit this week. Uh, First and foremost, uh, Control, what have you been playing this week? Oh, we're starting with me. Um, Well... What haven't I been playing? I've been jumping around all over the place. Um, well, it also really doesn't matter who we start with because... It'll all end in the same place? It's all going to overlap anyway. All right. So, I guess to start off, uh, I played a game called Hot Lava. Oh, I forgot you played that. Yeah, yeah. that game that I thought was going to give you a brain aneurysm. <laughs> so, actually, I kept my cool during most of that stream. I was a little impressed with myself. Um, Me too. Bravo. Golf but, claps all around. As a child, did you ever play the game The Floor is Lava? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that is literally the premise of this game. You are a... Pretty much, it's like you're a 10-year-old kid with his action figures, and you're playing The Floor is Lava. Technically, at school, at your parents' work, like there are different environments that you're playing in, so one looks like a middle school would. So you're jumping around from desk to desk uh, on like janitorial equipment, jumping on pillars. But like y- you get this initial layout that just looks like the school. Everything seems fine. Um, and then you go into one of the stages and literally the floor is now lava. So if you miss the jump, you fall in the lava, you restart from your last checkpoint. Uh, it's a time trial game. It's all about speed running, you know, build up your speed meter as fast as you can, try and get to each of the checkpoints and get to the end. It's a rage game, 100%. Like, <laughs> you, you get to those points where you're just like, okay, I'm going to make this jump. And, and then you screw it up for the next five minutes, and you're just sitting there like, what am I doing wrong? Uh, I had a couple of moments like that, but the overall, I mean... It's a fun game. Uh, I'm trying to remember how much it was. I'm going to pull that up really quick. Um, I feel like it was 20 Yeah, it's 20 bucks, which is a little much. I think I actually got it on sale for 10 or 15 Like, 10 bucks is the perfect price for this game, in my opinion. For, for the amount of play that you'll get out of it and, like, the amount of fun you can definitely have with it. Uh, but for 20 I could see it being kind of like, okay, it was worth it, eh, debatable. Um, there is kind of a multiplayer aspect. So as you're doing your run, you will see other players doing theirs. So if you have a group of friends that have the game, you can have bit, you could have speedrun competitions where it's like, all right, let's see who can get through this the fastest. Uh, but again, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Super simplistic because it's you have two buttons pretty much that you really have to pay attention to move forward and jump. But that was uh, that was one of the main games I played. As I said, I I have played quite a few. Uh, Picked up a couple of party games one called Party Golf, one called Party Crashers. Super simplistic. Uh, One's mini golf on a 2D scale. And the other is, uh, it's basically a version of the, like, actually, Sedge, have you seen the GTA, like, uh, radio car racing? Like, the super scaled down vehicles you can drive? Yeah. Basically, take that and put it into its own game. That's what Party Crashers is. They've got little you they've got upgrades you can get for guns, shields, boosts. And I mean, you jump in, you start a match, and it's ten seconds to start like from opening the game to starting a round. Pretty fun. I mean, I can, uh one to four players type of deal. I can dig that. I I also picked up party golf. And I'm I'm just gonna say, not a fan. Okay. Party right. Crashers drastically different. I'll say that much. Yeah. No, this this looks like something that I could 
that I'd have a lot of fun with because it looks silly and stupid. And and I know party golf, like the initial mode that you start off with is a speed run to get to the hole, and then you have 10 seconds after the first one gets in to make it yourself. So yeah. it, but there are other modes for it. And actually, I want to try out some of those because some of them are kind of crazy. Once King of the Hill, the uh, the Mind Challenge, like there's a mini golf battle mode. I was kind of <laughs> shocked by that. Um, let's see, Mass. This one was weird. Like I saw it, and my first thought was, "Is this a gunpla video game?" So Mass Builder is currently in super early access they've got a playable demo mass stands for mechanical assault skeleton suit the whole premise of the game mm -hmm. is build your suit how you want cosmetically and functionally so when you load up the game like it's it's very anime-esque all the like characters you interact with it's like it's watching an anime conversation like character pops up on the side character pops up on the side type of deal but when you get to customize your skeleton it has a ridiculous level of detail um i didn't realize it at first because i was looking i was like okay you probably change out what the arms look like change out what the chest looks like change out what the legs look like the, the normal thing no it's all right you're on your chest you have the centerpiece that kind of juts out you can change what that looks like you have the side pieces on either side of that center portion. You can change what those look like. The portion where your shoulders are at, you can change what those look like. The parts that cover the shoulders, you can change what those look like. Your headpiece has five different pieces you can change to alter the design. You can change the way... The backpack is actually surprisingly the only one that doesn't have high degree of changeability. Like, you have preset things they're all massive in scale but you can change like four different things on the forearm you can change the four different things on the bicep you can change like each part you could think you could change can be cosmetically different and it goes into the weapons you could have a sword handle you could have a long blade handle you could have a punching handle but you can put any other type of weapon attachment on the end of it. So you could have a sword drill. A drill is one of the weapons I was kind of, I, I'm pretty sure that yeah. was Gurren Lagan right there. And you would expect, so, yeah, you'd put that on a punching type of weapon. No, you could put that at the end of a sword. So hmm. it's Gundam, Gurren Lagan, Evangelion, Robotech. Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, more Armored Core, not Dynasty Warriors. But no two mechs essentially will look the same because of the insane amount of customization. Yeah. So, turned on that. I turned on a couple of random zombie games. Dead Frontier, which, eh. It's an MMO zombie game. Um, it's free. Just not for me. It was it was very meh. Had another Fair go enough. up. Had another go at Black Mass or Black Masses. I'm still looking forward to that full game. Um, hopped into Terraria because of its uh, final update. I love that game so much. So much fun. Um, and then the last one, which I put too many hours into today, was Minecraft Dungeons, which is Baby's first Diablo. Yep. That is... Yep. I mean, to a T, that's just what it is. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I that That is literally the only way I can put it is it's Baby's First Diablo, and it is world's fun. World's of fun. World, they, world's also, fun. Uh, they also did Baby's First uh, XCOM with Gears of War. Oh, with Tactics? Yeah, and uh, in in both cases, like, yeah, good on you. I thought I Baby's First XCOM, it's also free on Game Pass, so I've been thinking about picking it up, but I thought Baby's First XCOM was Mario v. Rabbids. 
I'll give you that. I I, yeah. I was I just meant like games that uh, Microsoft is doing. Right. Um, I know right now Minecraft Dungeons today is having issues currently. Uh, apparently, some people are having an issue signing into the game servers. Like it's not recognizing that they've made the purchase, but it is actively known and they're working on it. Um, but for the core gameplay, I mean, it's five buttons. Yep, it's one, two, three, and left and right mouse. Yeah, and you you go around, you stab stuff, you shoot stuff with arrows, and you use special abilities. But Diablo, and it, like there is a challenge to it. I I won't deny, like we've we've had a couple of moments where we got our shit wrecked because we no, got no, overzealous no. and people were throwing TNT I, where they shouldn't have. I got overzealous, and people were throwing TNT where they shouldn't have. I told you it was there. No, you, we go in, you say, oh, crap. Boom. The party has yeah, died. You should have noticed from the tone of his voice that he meant, <laughs> hey, there's TNT over there, bud. I'm just letting you know. Oh, the problem was over there was on top of the two of us in the mass of a bunch <laughs> of enemies. So we couldn't run away. <laughs> and so it was just like, oh, we're dead. Doosh. Well, shit. Uh, but it and it's it's fairly forgiving. Like you get multiple retries. So if your entire party dies, you will respawn automatically, um, and you can scale back the difficulty and everything. It's just it's it's a lot of fun. It's definitely something that's great with a group. Uh, it's not hyper competitive. Like there's unique loot, and then there is world loot. But the overall gameplay is just it's a lot of fun and enjoyable it's colorful and yeah. enjoyable it's re surprisingly for that type of game a li pretty relaxing yep and then i guess the last one i had forgotten to mention was uh zombie army nope you forgot one more what was the last one man eater right wow how did i forget man oh probably because i, I don't know i I, well, and that was the thing. I put a lot of hours into that because I've actually beaten it. Oh, did you now? Yeah, I did beat it. So, yeah, the last one I played was Maneater, which you get to be Jaws. That, that's, yeah. that's pretty much it. You're, you're in an area of the bayou with a resort location right next door. You start off as itty bitty baby shark, which is super adorable and tiny. Eating... I'd say that your mother was Jaws. But and no. your Jaws 3, The Revenge. Oh, <laughs> the yeah, actually, no, that that tracks with the story. Yeah. Because, I mean, a, like I was saying, in, saying in James chat while he was playing that, it'd be fun if growing as big and powerful as you get, and then at the end of the game, they switch you to like, like that on the boat. And wow. Twice we're robotting for once. Yeah, usually it's light. Oh, see, I thought I was dying. I wasn't <laughs> going to say anything. <laughs> no, it's not you this time. <laughs> um, you got to kill the monster you made. That would be interesting. And actually, that was one thing I liked about the game is you start it up, and it it plays like a documentary. Like, all the cutscenes yeah, and know, everything is a you documentary. Know what I, like? I like that there's no tongue-in-cheekness, and it takes itself very seriously. Except for the narrator. The narrator is very, very comedy related. Like the little I, factoids I the he tosses out. over the top too. I was just joking. The thing, yeah, but no, the thing is, like all the cutscenes, super serious. <laughs> that shock came, took my daddy. I'm gonna get that shock. <laughs> that that's not me making fun of that, by the way. That's legitimately that's just what the how guy he sounds like. like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you, you start see off... A shark see a shark die? No, a shark's eyes. They're, They're soulless. cold and black. <laughs> like a doll's eyes. No, I, I said that on stream, too. I was like, this is Discount Quinn from Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you like, you start off as one shark, you play through the tutorial, then you get caught. And gutted. And killed. And then you start playing as the baby shark. And you have to grow up by eating small things like turtles and 
small fish, and then you come across crocodiles. Fucking actually, alligators, not crocodiles. <laughs> Goddamn alligators. Uh, but yeah, it's it is a lot of fun. The the crazy ass powers that you get and all the weird little side objectives are a lot of fun. And the little uh, the nods here and there that you can come across. Did you ever find the clown? By the way, no. Did you find the Cthulhu statue? Oh, I found multiple. Oh, there's more than one. Yes. Um, there's multiple of those. There's the clown. There's a bunch of nods. There's like a, there's an Ocean Eleven's nod. Nice. So yeah, like, and that's the thing. Like you'll find little little markers for that, and you'll like you get some resources for it, but it doesn't enhance the story or anything. It's just like here's this little uh, little joke we just tossed in here for you. Yep, and then the narrator will say some quippy bullshit. Which, so I wanted to bring this up because the game was advertised as the GTA of shark games. And no, right. I, I'm I'm sorry. It's not GTA. It's Saints Row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is very much Absolutely. Saints Row. Yeah, but it's that sweet spot. It's the Saints Row three. I'd say Saints Row two. Saints yeah, Row two no. still had serious moments. Yeah, yeah and that's Saints what the cutscenes are. Yeah, Saints Row two <laughs> also had the mission where you spray shit on people. Yeah, but I I don't know. I think that three is where they found their. Well, and but that that's the thing like with this game i don't think it's it hasn't hit its peak yet okay okay i'll take that um but the like that's actually really reassuring to hear yeah in the like if they make a sequel to this i think then we would hit that saints row three that you're kind of imagining right now it's more saints row one or two ish where you've got its serious moments, you've got its ridiculousness, but it's not quite polished out. Okay, so if, yeah. If they make another one, I think they'll have it. Like, I mean, it is it is a polished game and it feels really good, but once you finish it, I know what you mean. There's not much for the afterwards. Well, isn't it just basically? Is there an afterwards after you finish it? I mean, you just go around and keep eating people, and oh. So it doesn't just end. No, huh. no. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, you, like I, you just you go around and you eat people some some more and upgrade all your skills to get all the to get the final cosmetic. Because as you evolve your different parts, they actually they grow. I'm not sure if you noticed it, but like when you max out the different things, like they're drastically different than when you first oh, got yeah. them, which is really cool. But yeah, that's oh, yeah. that is what I dove into, and I realize now I have played a lot more games than I thought I had this past week. Holy yeah, crap! You, <laughs> Jesus, you've gone down the full fucking rabbit hole this week. I was just gonna talk about Man Eater and DBZ and Minecraft, but we I think we've said our piece on Minecraft and Man Eater. <sighs> I'm actually hoping there's some crazy DLC for Man Eater, you know, because the guy kept talking about the Mega Shock. Yeah. I I want you to fight Megalodon in a DLC. Also, like the full-scale Megalodon. Yeah. Also, did you notice that there was just a busted open reactor core? Oh, in yeah. The water? The, the, Everyone. the second zone you go into is like, that's, uh... That's interesting. That's a thing. Everyone in that city has cancer, and now it makes sense why this shark can be electric. <laughs> or covered in bones. Because the water is liquid cancer. <laughs> can we be real? Does it need to make sense? No. It doesn't. Not at but all. But it, it was just kind of a funny thing of like, well, that's just... Why are there all these, rea why are all these reactor cores at the bottom of the ocean? Who thought this was a good idea? Hmm. <laughs> And then they built a resort next to it. Yeah. Better be a damn cheap resort if I'm going to be coming out of the water with a fallout mutation. I will say, I absolutely loved jumping into the golf courses. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was just stupid. But I was like, oh, hey, there's a water trap in there. <laughs> I'm so The way you move across land, too, bouncing around <laughs> like a fucking seal, just... Boop, boop, flopping boop, about on your, yeah. on your belly it's like well this is 
so stupid it's funny. Uh, but yeah. So oh. many times your guys' shark should have just suffocated. That's fine. It's a video game, Twy. Suspension of disbelief. We get by. I have no suspension of disbelief. We know you don't. Uh, well. Light, would you like to go next? Uh, sure. You're not going to like it. I'm okay. Not. No, only because, like, there's one game that I don't feel I've had enough time on <clears throat> that you want, you clearly want to talk about. Um, Is it Dragon Ball? It's Dragon Ball. And I'm going to talk about a mobile. Go on. So for the past two weeks, I've been playing Elder Scrolls Blade. I'm surprised this hadn't come up sooner, honestly. Well, I needed time to collect my thoughts because they're very complicated and nuanced. So Blades is a is a mobile Elder Scrolls game that Bethesda did. And I was already upset because when they announced it, just for shits and giggles, I signed up for the beta only for them to deny me because my phone wasn't good enough. And ever since it launched, I haven't... I haven't been able to play it. And recently it came to the Switch. And so I got it on the Switch, fully ready to to come to the podcast to shit on it. And I've just, like, I've been earnestly playing it and having a pretty decent time. I mean, you can still shit on it and enjoy it. Well, like, I... Obviously, I would like to shit on the, uh, you know... Uh, monetization because that's bad for games anyway uh, I also learned that in the mobile version like when you get you get chests full of loot because it is a mobile game there's a, there's wait timers on mobile and the original steam release whereas on the switch game as soon as you get a chest you open it and so you don't have to worry about like Oh no, I have three wooden chests I'm waiting to open. Now I can't pick up this golden one. You just get the loot. Also, they did really, really good with the combat system. Is I haven't it a tried swipe it. Swipe combat system? On mobile, it's a swipe combat system. On Switch, you use the triggers, or there's like a motion option that I haven't tried out. Okay. Hmm. But I, I've been playing it realizing that if I was on mobile, it's pretty intuitive. And it's fun. What I don't like, though, is, like, very early on, I was having a good time. I breezed through, like, my first six levels. Um, and then all of a sudden, I was dying. So, like, you, you go on missions, and they're ranked one to five skull difficulty, right? And I was on a two-skull mission, dying over and over and over and over and over again. And then I went on a five-skull mission and crushed it easily. Breezed through like it was nothing. And so I don't know how it, like, judges them. So the difficulty scaling is weird is what you're saying. It can be. It's all based on the gear that you have and the enemies that you'll face in the mission. Right? Right. Um, so the main game is that you're going on missions and you're trying to rebuild a town which is fun in its own. Then in addition to that, they have a thing called the Abyss, which is just non-stop enemies and loot. Uh, floor after floor after floor. Like, you go on one floor, it's filled with a certain type of enemy, you take them out, you gain a bunch of loot, you go downstairs to the next floor, and it just keeps going. And it alternates through, like, every version of dungeon that they have, whether that be, like, a crypt or a cave. You know, all of them. Um... Yeah. And uh, and then the final one is Arena, which is actually PvP uh, multiplayer. And I've had way too much fun doing the PvP multiplayer. Like, the first time I went in there, I went in there pretty serious, caring about my character. Um, and trying to show off, and I met some people, and I realized that, you know, there's always going to be somebody who has money. Because I haven't spent a dime on this game. Uh, but there will always be people who have money, and all they do is they just buy the best gear and then win Arena constantly. And... As it always is in games like that, where there's loot such oh, as yeah. that. 
And I realized, what if I just, like, didn't care? And so now every time I go into arena, I strip my dude completely naked except for his weapon and shield. <laughs> because, like, I know that I'm going to lose a bunch of times in a row anyway. A lot of times when you're trying to match up, it'll just keep matching you with one person until it finds somebody else, I guess. Like um, strategy online. If I, God damn it, if I can't beat him with skill, I'm going to beat him with confusion. Well, actually, I do. I So, I have won a few matches, and it's all through skill, but the skill is just that the other person doesn't know how to raise their shield. And then there are other people on there who think that they're real slick, and they'll raise their weapon. You can, you can hold your weapon. Like, uh, I was talking about the combat system earlier. There are timed button presses to get critical hits, but you can also just hold your weapon in the air forever and even wave it around a little bit, right? And they'll try to do that in an effort to get you to hold your shield up and then eventually put it down before they release it. But for those people, once I see them holding it, I just start beating the shit out of them until they die. <laughs> and it works way too many times. And there's nothing more satisfying than realizing that you've got somebody who has either invested way too much time, which I don't know how because, you know, I've had the game since it launched, or way too much money uh, making sure that they have the best of the best gear and they come in decked out with the gear and the potions and then you whoop their ass as a naked Argonian wielding a club. <laughs> Dude, put some pants on. No. Well, sadly, when you get naked in this game, it puts you in villager clothes. Oh, that's a shame. That yeah. is a shame. But and it Gaming does have a story and the story in video games. Hmm. It does have a story and the story's typical Elder Scrolls. It's pretty decent. But other than that, yeah, it's a mobile game. But I I don't know. I'm having a blast with it. Oh, I'm glad you're liking it. I mean, I still say it's probably not my cup of tea, but I'm glad you are having enjoyment from it. It took me way too long to realize that these free-to-play games, even if they don't have wait timers on playing, it's good to play them in chunks instead of, like, hour-long sessions. Nine-hour game sessions. Yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't say hour-long. An hour's like nothing when you're gaming, but yeah. Yeah. No, I, I got what you meant, though. Like, the straight-up, like, you now need a sailing trip to rehydrate yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've been playing. Also As for fighters, water. I'm holding off because, like, I have not played enough. Drink water, kids. When you're gaming. Just do that for us. What? Um, I, I would, because I said, made this. Never mind. The joke's lost. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Twy, what have you been playing this week? Let's hope you're not roboting this time. Uh, not much. Played a bit of Planet Zoo. Still haven't figured out how to do paths, or or how to get healthy. So cheat codes are. I don't think Frontiers Park Builders have cheat codes. At least none that I've tried to find. Even if they do, I'm not. Well, uses cheat codes through a game. You give yourself unlimited money and you build the park of your dreams. That's what the freeform mode's for. I don't need to use cheat codes to get their game. It's no fun when they let you. <laughs> Everybody listening to this is just going to be like, what did she say? How do they know what she's saying? Are they just making things up for her? Practice. Lots and lots of practice with other people who robot. I mean, you, me. it's okay. you seem to know exactly what I'm going to say every time you get me a new game. I didn't buy this one for you. No. So... Huh. No, but you got me Terraria and seemed to realize what I was going to say before I even joined the call. But yeah. have you been having fun with Terraria? I only played for like two hours with you guys. But did you have fun? At was no, all I did was run and die of fall I mean, at one point you were doing that on purpose. Mm, not on purpose, but I did go in and collect the stones on purpose. 
I died in my own ghost. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because you had so many gravestones that ghosts started to spawn. Yep. I was going to make a gravesite right side Joel's house, but he didn't want. Of course we didn't, because we didn't want the un the hordes of the undead to be storming the doors. But they do that every night. Yes, but having a, like, I didn't want a graveyard zone to be generated, because that fucks with the ecosystem. I don't want that. I mean, so, so on why didn't you let me shoot you in the foot? Because I don't want to be shot, but we're in a war zone. Yeah, apparently they turned off PvP just as I was joining their game, so... Well, no. PvP is individually set. So I had turned on PvP on myself, and then I turned it off before you would join. Joyce. Yeah. And I didn't even know about it, so it was probably on for me the whole time. It wasn't. No, I, it starts off. Oh, yeah, it, well, it, never mind it begins turned off. Well, never mind then. I tried to hit you. It didn't work. Of course you did. Why would I ever be shocked that Twy tried to hit me in a game? I'm not sure. <laughs> you sound like a troll. Every time somebody talks about you joining their multiplayer. I tried yeah. to murder them all. Why? Because. Because it's fun. It is fun. I detonated 18 barrels of TNT on the ship. Why? Fucked if I know. <laughs> hey, you it was the there. one that did that. Yeah, I know we did, but... I detonated all of one barrel. That's because you guys locked me in the brig. Because you kept For threatening it. to detonate a barrel. To be fair, that was our fault for locking you in the brig and keeping the bomb near you. That was I on us. I detonated it if it was still in my hand. I didn't know how to detonate bombs in my hand. And we're not going to tell I'll you. That out later. No, oh, I... damn. You told that to somebody on your... I can't remember which one it was. Well, damn. I had one point, like four shipbreakers on the ship, and I didn't explode. Uh, don't remind me of that time the four ship breakers and I keep telling everybody like nope we should have just left them behind we should have just left them behind to be hmm. fair they weren't the ones that sunk the ship it's just That's true. it was the pirate ship storm and ghost ship and kraken that sunk you because I was yeah, that... with the gunpowder barrel to sink the other that's right I forgot those detonated after we had sunk. Yeah. So don't blame me for your ship sinking. It's I been mean, a we still hot... can. It's been a hot minute since we've played Sea of Thieves. Yeah. It has. You still can, just like I still can, threaten to kill you guys in a video game. She never seemed to be. And the only time that I did, I got kicked from the game by the game because I was killing you guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, that time what the hell Could, were we trying yeah. to play? We were playing the ship and she oh, was yeah. just killing everyone. So there is a karma system in the ship where if you kill just willy nilly, you will get banned because well, you're not playing the game. I think that's just an old school Steam thing in general because Oh yeah, TTT uh, has it. Uh yeah. most yeah, most VAC games have that as a setting <laughs> because yeah. so pretty funny yeah. funny thing was is the last person I killed was actually the person I was supposed to be killing I just shot him like before I got bound yeah, well, at that enough. point then it's just bad luck yeah <laughs> pretty much um well, I don't have anything to add that hasn't already been added except for DBZ Fighters, which I would like to talk about with Light, but since he doesn't want to talk about it oh, yet, I'll we'll discuss just it with that. you. No, I'll discuss it with you if you want to talk about it. I'm just saying, like, I don't want to give my full thoughts on it because I, I haven't invested enough time. I may well, or no. may not be going through the story mode just so I can have... Yeah. Okay. You know, in Planet right. Shane's avatar visited me, like, three or four and I admit I wish I could pick a guest because I kind of wanted to get put him in my wolf exhibit. Jesus. <laughs> okay, I'm slowly not wanting to meet you in person anymore because I'm pretty sure you'll try to kill me. Uh, I'm actually very peaceful 
in real life. Uh-huh. Hey, I've never heard anybody that hadn't spent two years bullying me. Fair enough. Um, what does that mean? So yeah, I I will wait for you to get your full opinions together on it, and then we can have a conversation about how we both have a set team and haven't changed it in the last 18 fights we've done. Hey, I swapped oh, out that's a fighter last night. Oh, that's right. You swapped out last night, just like I swapped uh one I swapped Vegeta for Android twenty one. So anyway. Oh god. So you you the- guys are those ones that I've got my preferred fighters and I'll never change them type of players. Well no, we we were swapping around a lot at the very beginning. And then we would have good matches with certain players, and we'd be like, hey, you're doing really good with that one. And then slowly we got our rosters in. Yeah. Uh, one and reason I'll never be that great at a fight at fighters, random. Every time, random. Oh, see, mm. I did that for a while in Mortal Kombat just because people decided I need to be handicapped. Because... I was too good with Sub Zero. In my friends. So, opinion. so you have, so you had a preferred character that oh, you yeah. would always use, and people told you to stop using them. I, I had, a, I had the I same had a thing and a backup. I had the same thing happen. Uh, last summer, we used to hold tournaments um, outside, and people started getting upset anytime I pick Liu Kang. Let me guess, you're that guy who just spams bicycle kicks all the time. No. Oh, good. I feel like bicycle kick is pretty easy to counter, but I haven't played those. I haven't played a Mortal Kombat game in years. Yeah, Yeah, I I kind of... Since we started playing fighters, I've really been itching to have MK11. Like, I really, really want... Because we still need to do our Mortal Kombat fight. That's true. I will kick your ass. Uh, sure you will. Oh, I will. Okay. Also, just for every listener, I want everybody to know that Sedge gets way too into fighters. Yeah. I get into everything I play. Everybody who knows, who watches me play fucking competitive games on Twitch knows I get way too into shit. I'm like, good game, bro, even though, you know, I might have had my ass kicked. He loses one fighter, and you can practically hear him cracking his controller. (laughs) Okay, it never got that bad. You get heated, dude. Yeah, the the one time I couldn't figure out how to fucking spark cancel you. And then I realized what the problem was, and I fixed it. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) That when I was complaining that I couldn't switch characters or call my assists. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I that's when I got heated. I haven't gotten that aggro since then. Haven't gotten that aggro. But he's still getting he aggro. aggro. Yeah, he definitely gets aggro. I like winning. Fuck you. I lost a round and I was like, motherfucker. And he's like, no, you did okay. And I'm like, I'm not complaining about losing. I'm complaining that I couldn't get a move off. Oh, is that the round I just tore through your whole team? No, that was the last three matches, by the way. Oh. The last three matches weren't even fights, dude. I might as well have been the computer set to stand still. Uh, so you were a training man. dummy. Yeah. I... I've had Fighters for the PS4 for a while, and I played it, like, twice. So having an actual reason to play it now, and having someone to play it with, is nice. But, anyway. That is neither here nor there. We are going to take a very short promo break and be right back. So check out these awesome shows, and we'll see you in a minute. 
Hey everyone, it's Anton, host of the Discount Podcast. Look man, monies can suck a lot. The weekend's over, you gotta go back to work. Maybe you can't stand your coworkers, which is likely. Whatever the case may be, we can help you make your Monday just a little bit better. Check out our show, the Discount Podcast, where we talk about nonsense and anything and everything. It's always fun, it's not always politically correct, and it's just us. So tune in and let us make the start of your week not suck quite so much. Available wherever you can listen to podcasts. New episodes up every Monday. Discount Podcast, the DP. You didn't expect it, but you might like it. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Hey, I'm Lucas, the host of Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast series featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Join me and friends each week as I discuss topics ranging from pop culture to real life conversations that all can find relatable. New episodes bring new guests and new topics and release every Friday. More content can be found on Wonder Soul's YouTube and Twitch channels. Stay up to date and connect with Wonder Soul through social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope that you enjoy Wonder Soul wherever you listen to podcasts. So do good and take care. Hey, we're back. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed those promos. After you're done here, go check out those shows because they're pretty cool too. Yeah, they sound all right. They're they're fun. Not I as like cool them. as us. No. But who is? Exactly. Well now I have to throw in a promo for discount. I gotta I got we gotta call them out. Look, Except I'm on discount. Yeah, I'm contractually and? linked to them now. Uh-huh. And? Discount is cool, but we're ice cold. No, that would be my father. uh so all right breaking the mold here because we actually do talk in between the break segments here uh light brought up a decent point about the halo remaster how it looks fucking fantastic now anybody played yeah anybody who played halo 2 in the Master Chief Collection on Xbox One knows it's fantastic. It looks amazing. The graphics are amazing. The redone maps are amazing for the mo- for the most part amazing. I don't understand why they added a shield to Ascension, but whatever. Because they wanted uh, to screw with the snipers. Mm-hmm. Which is why I don't understand it. Why are they targeting me? I feel so attacked. I do. Anyway, but that sparked another conversation about uh, just the Master Chief's collection in general. And I want to take a short um, minute to mention here that when that game... I I still think that that game almost single-handedly tanked the Halo franchise. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm probably going to take flack for saying that, but it's good now. When the game launched, a lot of it was broken. They they were very ambitious, and it was broken, and every update seemed to break something else. I wouldn't say that it would kill the Halo franchise, because I think that that's... I think that's just a series that can't die. Yeah. But I do do see what... it, it, It definitely killed joy for Halo. Yeah. Whereas it was supposed to bring back that feeling of love and nostalgia. Yeah, it killed all the happiness that, you know, everybody has. Like, you mean I get to go back and replay Halo 3 with some upgraded graphics on a better system? Now, mind you, they didn't do the same shit to Halo 3 that they did to Halo 2, but you get my point. We'll just wait until the PC setup comes out, and then we'll get what we want. Now, I want to I wanna point out, though, that for the... PC re-release on the Master Chief Collection for Halo 2, they've upgraded the graphics even further. It looks really, really good. And for oh, anybody yeah. who's curious into the nitty-gritty, Digital Foundry has a great video that goes through the history of Halo 2 and what they've done with it. And it's usually, like, you know whenever you see a, a, a HD remaster compared to the original and you're like, oh, wow, they really did fix a lot. That's what this looks like compared to just the Xbox One version. I'd have to see them side by side. It is insane. But 
the the point that was made though while we were discussing this is that it was amazing it like it was great that 343 was able to keep working on it and eventually they brought it to the project that it is now the product that it is now mhm and it's always good to see a company be able to do that like oh shit we we fucked up and then you know 6 months down the line now the game is good mind you it's still tainted by the memories of the bad but That'll always happen, though. Look at No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah. I mean, Do no I have Man's to? Got... But, yeah. Hey, it's good now. But, yeah, in the case of both No... Better. With No Man's Sky and Mafia and Halo, like, Halo, the Master Chief Collection, it launched pretty close. Like, it was practically a launch title for the Xbox One. It was a very early game. Yeah. And the the fact that they were able to continue, they were able to be allowed to continuously work on it. Now I know that they made Halo Four and Five, you know, but they were also able to continuously tinker with this product that was already released and patched, all the way until very recently. And I mean, they've been tinkering with Halo Five too the whole time. They've been adding new guns, new maps. Mind you, I think there's some issues with the textures in Halo 5 and that there aren't any. And obviously that's... the publisher benefits, you know, by ha by keeping Halo alive. You know, obviously it's in their best interest to have the, great, the greatest Halo. But still, the fact that they didn't go, no, Halo 4's launching, you focus on that. Now 5's launching, you focus on that. The fact that they were allowed to keep working on it the whole time. Yeah. But, that's all we wanted to say on that. Light, you had a couple things you wanted to bring up? Yeah, okay. First thing I wanted to bring up, um, there was a, a couple weeks ago, there was a swap. Um, Deep Silver owns, uh, I can't remember what they changed their name as the parent company. Kind of like how Google isn't the parent company anymore, it's called Alphabet. Deep Silver did something similar. But I'm gonna call them Deep Silver for because I can't remember. All right. Okay. okay. So both of the companies, Deep Silver, the developer that handles uh, Saints Row, Red Faction, and everything else under that developer, uh, and uh, uh, Coke Media, another publishing company, all under the same banner, they just recently did a big swap where Coke Media gave up uh, Sacred, Risen, Rush for Berlin, Second Sight, and Singles Flirt Up Your Life in order to get Painkiller and the Red Faction IP from their sister company. And I hear a lot of people really like Sacred. I'm surprised they gave that up. Well, that's the thing. Sacred is pretty big. I didn't know anybody still owned Second Sight. That is the that came out at the same time as PsyOps. Second Sight was the game with the good story. PsyOps was the game with the great gameplay. Mm. Um, and I believe it was made by Insomniac or somebody like that. Like it was made by somebody important at the time. Um, but anyway, yeah, to, Sacred is a a a pretty uh, what's that called a cult classic or something like that like it's a game that's beloved by its fan yeah but i think that it shows just how much weight the red faction ip in particular holds that only two ips were exchanged for what one two three four five so and now they're trading ips like pokemon cards yeah and and it, it's funny I'm pretty sure uh, when I saw it, it was it was referenced as baseball card. Yeah, but same idea. I wanted, yeah, but I wanted to bring that up because it shows that Coke Media has um, a vested interest in Red Faction. Said we were talking on break about Gorilla and whatnot. Yeah, and so I have high hopes that we might see something happen. And I kind of hope that we see it happen with that Anvil Next engine. Uh, I would actually 
really like to see a sequel to Gorilla that utilizes the Anvil Next engine in conjunction with Microsoft's Azure AI to give us an actual populated city that can be destroyed. That'll be murder on most current-gen stuff, but who well, knows what Next will have. So so the Anvil Next engine, you're not wrong. Like, it chews through CPUs, and, like, over the years, we've gone... Uh, like, the reason Crisis still uh, tanks computers is because they bet big that it was going to be CPU power that doubled, and it ended up being that everybody relied on GPUs, and then now GPUs and SSDs. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, it it swallows CPUs whole. Uh, if you play, if you play Red Faction Guerrilla, whether the original on 360 and PS3 or the remastered edition on Switch in particular, it, it brings them all those consoles to their knees. Uh, you can even get sub 30 frame per second on Xbox One and base PS4. Uh, but I think that if they tweak it with the new systems and they use it in conjunction with an online AI system like what Crackdown tried to do before it all changed, okay, we should be able to get something like... And I personally am saying something where it does bits of it on the user end, but then like loads of it on the online system, on the server end. Maybe. Mm. And you're t- you're talking about in a single player environment, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did. I did some digging on two ends. One, I wanted to make sure that Coke Media wasn't affiliated with Coke Industry because it's also K O C H. And I didn't want to like hate the fact that Red Faction was now owned by like the Coke brothers. And thank God, no, it's completely unrelated. It's a German company. See, I just keep thinking Coke like Coca-Cola. Yeah. Yeah, same. That's, that's why I That's the it. only thing that's coming into my head. Like, huh, so these IPs are now owned by Coca-Cola. Well, at least we know what kind of branding they're going to have in-game. Yeah. Yeah, fair point. That would be funny. Um, I'd also be upset if it was Coke Media, C-O-K-E. Um... I'd be more upset at that point. More upset than it anyway. Um, but now, I did dig into that. Would we then... get a new run like hell? But now it'd be Coke instead of balls. Oh wait, you said C O K. Never mind. I meant more upset if it was the other Coke. <laughs> good job. Brain, no anyway. work. Good. It's okay. But uh, I also did a little deep dive into how the Anvil Next engine actually worked on Red Faction Guerrilla, because I knew kind of. But one thing I didn't realize is that it wasn't procedural. Which makes sense, but I think that they did a really, really good job with what they did. I still don't know of another game that forced uh, their artists to have to learn architecture because their buildings started falling down. <laughs> I mean, you got to know your physics, man. That's pretty cool. But what I found out was, yeah, that game was actually, like, those buildings in that game, they're built in specific chunks. I remember playing that game and destroying so much shit. It was like, if you hit the right spots, everything would just tumble down. I remember knowing that I could. But you could also have a building held up by one stick. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember knowing that I could go in and do just supports and collapse a building, but then, like, realizing through gameplay that I, too, didn't know architecture. Because <laughs> I'd be like, all right, any second now, and it would still be standing. And I'd be like, it, it doesn't have anything holding it up. See, I just opted to run in with C4 planted on every corner and then run out bashing through a wall, detonate the C4, and then go back in with the sledge and just break <laughs> all the bits that were remaining. So, despite that game, anybody who's listening this, Red Faction Guerrilla is available on any console, whether you own last gen or current gen, get it. Um, But that game, despite all the fun weaponry that they give you, devolved very quickly into me just 
running to every mission with a sledgehammer. Well, do you want to know why that is? Like that sledgehammer defied physics? Yeah, the yeah, sledgehammer was beastly. Well, apart from the sledgehammer being Mjolnir. <laughs> apart from you turning yourself into the God of Thunder. They didn't give you enough ammo ever. Yeah. That particle gun was fun, though. Yeah, it was, but you never had enough ammo for anything. <laughs> You'd be five seconds into a mission and just go, well, I'm out. Hmm. Oh, I took care of the five enemies standing at the gates. Now I've got the tank and the 20 guys behind the tank. All right, let's do this, Sledgehammer. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say the game devolved into me beating on a tank with a sledgehammer multiple times, but it definitely devolved into me beating on the tank with a sledgehammer multiple times. <laughs> no game since Red Faction Guerrilla has had a bonus minigame mode where it's just break this building as fast as possible. I love that mode. The time it's trial also... for destroying specific buildings. So, did you guys ever fuck around in the multiplayer? No. No. Okay, so me and my friends would go into the multiplayer, like the free, no team deathmatch or anything like that. It's just the free multiplayer mode. I didn't know that there was one. I think there was, or it might have been team deathmatch. I... I, it's hey, so it long. doesn't matter. I Yeah, I never played multiplayer. That sounds amazing. But they give you a rebuilding gun. No. Yeah. So oh. what we would do... Okay. So what we do is we go on these maps, break shit, and rebuild it, and play hide-and-seek. Oh, that's just cool. standing, standing inside like a water tower, just hiding. No, that's what it was. It was like, I'm inside of a crate now. And mind you, it devolved into whoever got the rocket launcher won, but still. <laughs> so you it pretty much were playing prop hunt in Red Faction. Yeah. Wow, that was a really weird tone of voice shift. <laughs> yeah. I'm 10 years old. Woo! Red faction. Uh, you know, that's probably how you sounded back then. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Also, speaking of Deep Silver games, uh, fucking Saints Row remaster. Holy shit. It looks fucking amazing, and I want it. Yes. That's all. I haven't that played it, so I have nothing to say on it. It just looks pretty as hell. That's all I wanted uh, to say. I want it. It it plays the same. And what's kind of crazy to me is that when they announced the remastered version, they were like, "Yeah, we tweaked the lighting engine." And it was like, "Yeah, it looks pretty good with the with the new lighting." Dude, they went in. If you look, they went in and tweaked the models and everything. That game looks insane. Yeah, they rebuilt the game from the ground up basically. Yeah. Like they really the undersold it in that trailer. The characters move smoother now. The ever like the lighting doesn't look weird. There's no weird pixel effects around the vehicles anymore. That's another that's another one where Digital Foundry did way too deep of a deep dive. This uh this quarantine must be getting to them. They are <laughs> they're going hardcore on every <laughs> random game that launches lately. This quarantine's getting to us all. But, yeah. uh, like, you got anything got, else? Yeah, I got a couple more things. Um, so, it's kind of tradition here. I don't know how many episodes have launched, but it's kind of tradition here that we like to keep a wary eye towards Tencent. Yes. Oh, nobody back. Okay, thank you. Wow, I thought I was going <laughs> I, crazy for a second. I Okay, so this is not the first time Tencent has come up recently in my life, <laughs> especially considering I don't think Valorant is garbage. Okay. Oh, they're involved and in that, too. Chinese well, CS? It's Riot, my dude. Oh, do they own Riot? They yeah. own Riot. Uh, so anyway. all you League of Legends fans that don't think Tencent fucks with your, with your shit, you're wrong. Oh, yeah. Anyway, they have now taken over publishing duties, maybe even development duties for System Shock 3. Oh, no. God damn it. Yeah. The uh, 
the sad thing is is that the little company that was developing it they they didn't have any money and Tencent likes to get their grubby paws into anything they can. Yeah. And so yeah, System Shock 3 is coming from them. Um I have nothing else on that. And the reason I say maybe development duties is because like uh as of the last time that it was reported it was actually unclear whether or not the original developers are working on it at all anymore. Oh, we don't no. know if we don't know if they're getting an influx of cash from Tencent as a new publisher, or if Tencent bought it outright and is handing it to a different developer. Weird, and a shame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, either one kind of sucks. Yeah, like, like Tencent's becoming too big. Oh, I I forgot all about this until right now. Um. I wanted to announce that uh, CD Projekt Red had become the second largest uh, game publisher in Europe, only behind Ubisoft. And I didn't mention it, and now they're number one. Well, there you go. Now you can announce they become number one. Yeah, and they're independent, so good on Cue them. Cue the uh, you know, party blowers and all that lovely fun stuff. Yeah. And then I was going to come into this episode with a little bit of news. There's a there's a new relaunch of Xbox Live 1.0 coming out. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. This is by fucking... a guy who is Go ahead. I was just going to say fucking why. There are people who still play it. This uh works. This new version works not only on modded Xboxes but original just stock Xbox. Huh. Yeah, and so a lot of people were pumped. It's being done by a guy who is actually working on an OG Xbox emulator. And as far as I know, he's probably the only one because nobody else cares. And then... Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, probably. I mean, I want one. But uh, uh, anyway, then news dropped that source code for the original Xbox had leaked. And I was like, oh, this is great timing, because, you know, we just had that source code from that Nintendo console. And I was like, maybe this will end up helping with uh, Xbox emulation. But then I dug into it a little bit, and come to find out, I don't know why it made big news. I don't know why it blasted across Reddit and other places. Uh, The source code that leaked also leaked way back in the day, it's literally the source code that allowed the first soft modding to occur on the Xbox. I remember those mods. Yeah, so if you ever had that custom firmware, uh, thanks to Mech Assault or Splinter Cell, this was what enabled that to happen, and it was literally patched out of the Xbox, uh, you know, before even 2004. So... And then uh, the final bit of news I have this week is uh, Noclip on YouTube does fantastic documentaries. I think I brought them up before because of uh, their Bethesda and Doom document. Um, They just did one on Arcane Studios, and man, that is well worth a watch. If, If you like docs, if you like video games, I highly recommend um it also includes gameplay footage of half-life ravenholm and a old steven spielberg title called elemento that one i don't know but that one ravenholm so so elemento was a code name back when ea had an agreement to make three games with uh spielberg Like, uh, what ended up becoming, not to Blob, what was the other one? World of Goo. What ended up becoming World of Goo was codenamed PQRS. But LMNO was going to be a game by Arcane who, you know, they do immersive sims. Like, since their very first title, they've always done games where the player can just figure shit out on their own. Um, and, uh... It was a game where you break an alien out of, like, a Area 51 type thing. And the only thing that's ever existed of it has been a trailer 
set in a, a diner slash truck stop that looked really, really interesting, but, you know, there was nothing else on it. This documentary includes actual gameplay. Okay, that might be something I need to check out then. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it, it, again, I highly recommend. So, we have a bit of breaking news as pod, well, from three hours ago, but as uh, the pod draws to a close for the day, I wanted to share this piece of breaking news as BlizzCon 2020 has officially been canceled. Yeah, I just saw that announcement. So, oh. thanks, COVID, you fucking asshole. Oh, tomorrow, as of recording. Uh, this is more for everybody present right now, I guess, than anybody who will be listening when this drops. But uh, tomorrow is a state of play dedicated to Last of Us 2. Yeah. So when you all hear this on Thursday, that will have been yesterday. <laughs> also, I'm very sad. Uh, Far Cry Ravenholm. Or I keep saying, do I keep saying Far Cry? No. Uh, that no. was the first time okay. you'd said it. That's the first time. Thank God. Half-Life Ravenholm was almost finished. Of course it was. It, it was missing vehicle segments, but otherwise done. Of course it was. And I saw some shit in there that, ugh, it's pure arcane, you know, dishonored prey type, think outside the box stuff that just would have been so good. They also did Dark Messiah of Might and Magic. Oh, God, I remember that. <laughs> Like, I remember hearing about that. I I like the Heroes of Might and Magic. Anyway, I that's a tangent for another day. Yep, yep. But for now, thank you all for listening to our show. If you like what we do, go check us out on the other shit that we do in the description below. Twitch, Twitter, uh, DeviantArt, because Midnight does art. And you should check out her art, because it is good art. And you should check out me and Control Streams, because they're funny sometimes. And Light posts some deep thoughts on Twitter. <laughs> deep. I have no better way to end this, so goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Yeah, I guess. Why not? Goodbye, everyone. Take care. Have a good night, day, evening, morning. Whenever. I don't noon. Is there like a time frame to describe noon as the rest? No, because it's either morning or afternoon. Noon is just noon, and that is twelve o'clock. It's yeah, only twelve o'clock. It it is only twelve <laughs> o'clock until it turns twelve oh one. The second it hits twelve oh one, it is now afternoon. Yeah, I'd okay. say that even twelve o'clock in one second is afternoon. I mean, yes, but no clock. Most clocks don't read out in the seconds. Have a good noon, everybody. Mine goes to the micro. Have a good midnight. My clocks go to the plank length. Sweet God. Bye.